0: What's up, everybody? Good morning, and welcome to our Water's Edge Online Sunday morning worship experience. Once again, thank you so very much for tuning in and hanging out with us today. Man, we hope you have a great, great, great new year, a great 2024. For those of you that continue to like and share these online messages, with your friends and family, your circle of influence. Thank you so very much for doing that. Continue to do that. We literally have people tuning in from all over the place. Also, for those of you that continue to worship with us online through giving and generosity, thank you so very much for doing that. Maybe by meeting our new $10 challenge. Thank you for doing that. You allow us to help more people, love more people, feed more people, and serve more people. You know, sometimes in this life we have battles and sometimes we've had this major, major setback for a really long time sometimes we have long term battles and sometimes we have short term battles we can get over a short term battle very quickly but sometimes these long term battles produce major setbacks in our life for a very long time I've been fighting in my thoughts for a long time it feels like I've been fighting in my battle against this weakness I've been fighting in my battle against this habit I've been fighting in my battle against this pattern I've been fighting in my battle against this addiction for a very long time and so this cycle just kind of stays on repeat in our life over and over and over again. And notice this today. We try, we fail, we're full of shame, and then we try all over again. We try, we fail, we get so full of guilt and shame, and then we try to get up and we try all over again. And after that, we face setback after setback after setback. And when we do, our first reaction is usually just to give up the fight and to quit and to back away but God calls you and I to have resolve and God also calls you and I to have willpower resolve is when we develop this grit on the inside of us to not give up this grit on the inside of us to keep fighting this grit on the inside of us to keep standing back up again and to keep bouncing back but God also calls us as disciples to have this establishment of willpower in our life and that means that we have the determination to at least fight back when we have a major setback, to at least fight back when we have this major, major, major adversity in our life. But not only that, God calls us to have some resilience. Now, resilience is much different than resolve and willpower. And so this is what resilience is. And notice this today, if you're still with me, Sam's still with you. Resilience is actually when we bounce back from a major life setback with speed and with strength. And a part of our calling as disciples is not just to bounce back, but a part of our calling as disciples is to bounce back from our setbacks, from our pain quicker and faster than we used to. To bounce back from our failures quicker and faster than we used to. To bounce back from our weaknesses quicker and faster than we used to. To bounce back from our guilt and shame quicker and faster than we used to. And to bounce back from our failures and our adversities quicker and faster than we used to. We need resolve and we need willpower, but we also need this, we need resilience. We need to be able to to bounce back from our setbacks quicker and faster than we used to. And so today we begin a brand new series for the brand new year called Warrior. And the purpose of this series is to help you and I bounce back quicker and faster after these major disruptions, these major heartbreaks, and these major weaknesses in our life. Now, let's say that it's a Tuesday morning or a Wednesday morning. You turn on the news, you turn on KPLC, and the weatherman tells you that there's a major, major hurricane heading our way. It'll be here by the weekend, and by the time it hit landfall, it may be as big as a Category 3 or a Category 4. We see all the charts, we see all the details, all the headlines, here comes a hurricane. Well, what's your first reaction? Well, most of us who've lived here most of our lives know that our area floods very easily, our power goes out very easily, and it stays out for a very long time. In fact, in most neighborhoods, Southwest Louisiana, most of our power lines are above ground, not underground, and those poles fall down very dangerously, very quickly. And so what do we do? Most of us, we make plans to evacuate. We want to get out of here until after the storm rolls through. But before we evacuate, what do most of us do? We go to Home Depot, we go to Steins, we go to Lowe's, and we get all of these materials trying to prepare our home for before the storm hits to try to minimize the damage. Man, we get duct tape. We put it on the windows. We board up the windows. We get everything off of our porch, front porch and back porch. We get everything out of the yard. We tie everything down. We make sure to try to get our house prepared before the storm so we can try to minimize the damage. And so the reason why we do that is because we know there's going to be some damage. When our area was ravaged by Hurricane Laura and Delta, before I left my house I made sure I had to have everything ready for the storm to hit to try to prepare my house to minimize the damage and I got really good at preparing my house for before the storm hit but it's not going to stop the storm and it's really not going to stop the damage but I have to be honest with you I didn't do a very good job to bounce back after the storm it hit. I didn't have the materials. I didn't have the equipment. I spent all this time trying to get my house ready to prepare it to minimize the damage instead of getting ready to bounce back after the damage. What I should have done was bought more chainsaws, bought a trailer, bought more cleanup supplies and all that type of stuff, but I didn't have any of that. All the work I did to protect my house from the storm didn't prepare me to bounce back after the storm. Let me say that again. All the work I did to try to protect to my house from the storm did not prepare me to bounce back after the storm. And I find that many times you and I do something very similar in our own lives and in our personal lives and in our faith and in our walk with God. We spend so much time and effort trying to protect our own life from temptations and storms and failure. We spend so much time and effort trying to protect our children from temptations and storms and failure. Trying to protect our faith and our family and our relationships in our world from temptations and storms and failure that we never fully prepare ourselves to have some resilience to bounce back after the pain to bounce back after the heartache to bounce back after the storm after the heartbreak after the devastation after the adversity because it will happen you cannot stop a storm but you can be better prepared to bounce back once the storm is over it's no secret times have changed a hundred years ago, monkey bars on the playground at recess at elementary school were three stories high. Three stories high, like scaffolding. That's what our kids played on a hundred years ago. But today we're so worried about someone getting hurt that now monkey bars on the playground is this tall. Our generation, as it has passed generation after generation, we become more protective in case of a setback. Instead of preparing our generation to bounce back after a storm, after an adversity, after a setback. And so notice this today if you're still with me, Sam's still with you. One mistake we often make is trying to isolate ourselves from potential pain instead of preparing ourselves to defeat and deal with and bounce back. From that pain. We spend so much time trying to protect our life from the pain instead of understanding it's going to happen and bouncing back with resilience quicker and faster than we used to once the pain strikes our life. I read a story the other day of a college baseball coach in Arizona and he recruited this kid. In one practice, he was trying to teach this kid how to hit a breaking ball pitch and the kid swung three times and he couldn't do it and he threw the bat down. He goes, Man, I'm never going to get this. I quit. I can't do it. And the coach told him this. He goes, That's because if you want to learn how to hit a pitch like this it doesn't take three swings it takes over three thousand swings we have created a world where this generation gives up way too easily and at times we all do resilience has declined a big time over the past couple of generations mainly because we've allowed things to be done for us and things to be done for our kids that we're not learning or helping the next generation to bounce back and figure it out themselves to to bounce back with strength, to bounce back with resolve, to bounce back with willpower, to bounce back with faith, to bounce back with resilience. And because of that, the ability of our generation and the next generation to cope has faded, to heal has faded, to succeed, to overcome, to problem solve, it has faded and it has declined. And so because of that stress levels in this generation and in your children are rapidly, rapidly rising. Notice this today. If you're still with me, Sam's still with you. The average high school student today has the same levels of anxiety as a patient in the mental hospital in the 1950s. That's startling. The amount of anxiety that our teenagers are facing today is the same level of stress and anxiety that a mental patient in the hospital was experiencing in the 1950s, and studies tell us that it's all just getting worse. What's the conclusion? Life is way more stressful than this generation ever thought it would be. Our grandparents' generation was taught to look at life in this way, and notice this today. I can decide where my life ends up, but our generation and the next generation has been taught to look at life like this and notice this today life is too stressful to deal with and i don't know what to do 45 percent of all college students say that life is too overwhelming to deal with and one in ten college students consider suicide on a weekly basis one in ten college students consider suicide on a weekly basis And almost half of students that age think life is too overwhelming to even deal with. This generation and the next generation desperately need some willpower, desperately need some resolve, and we desperately need some resilience. Now, to bring this into focus today, I want to teach you a few definitions. The first definition is this. It's called locus of control and this is what that means. Locus of control means this is how much control that you think you have over your life and where your life ends up. Some people believe that they have the ultimate control over their life and where their life ends up and then other people believe that they don't have much control over that. It's all determined by outside forces or more or less. Outside excuses. The next definition is this, and notice this today internal locus of control. These are the people who believe that ultimately they have the final say over where their life ends up. They have the final responsibility over the future of their life, the direction of their life, the success of their life, and how their life bounces back from heartache and adversity. These types of people have resolve. These types of people have willpower. These types of people have resilience. And when they do face a setback, they bounce back quicker and faster, or at least they have enough strength and resilience to survive the storm. The third definition is this, and notice this today. There's the external locus of control. And these are people who believe that outside forces is going to determine where their life ends up, whether it's fate or bad luck or whatever it is. These are the types of people who fail to take ownership over their life. They make excuse after excuse after excuse as to why their life ended up the way it ended up or why it's going to end up that way. These people have a victim mindset. They have a victim way of thinking and a victim way of looking at life. They think that their life is controlled by outside forces. They have an external locus of control. Believing that you are ultimately in control of your life, your future, your success is crucial to developing willpower, resolve, resolve and resilience. In 1963, a major study was performed by some prominent colleges and experts that told us this individuals with a strong internal locus of control, which means you can decide where your life ends up, they were happier they were healthier, they were more successful, and they were better at life than those who had an external locus of control, meaning they didn't believe they had much control over where their life ended up. It was just due to outside forces. These people that had this internal locus of control had a greater self-esteem, a greater drive, and a greater confidence in life than those who didn't. And that is resolve, and that is willpower, and that is resilience. And that is what we need to build our lives. But since 2002 our children in this generation has rapidly moved towards blaming the direction of their life on outside forces this external locus of control over your life in reality what is that that's a victim mindset notice what paul says about this very subject in romans chapter 12 verses 1 through 2 and so dear brothers and sisters I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let your bodies be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that God will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Now, let's try to read these few verses through the lens of resilience willpower and resolve as a disciple, someone who follows Jesus Christ. Paul says right here, to give your bodies to God. This is something that you can do. Live a life that's pleasing to God, you do it. Live a life that's holy in God's eyes, you do it. You can do this, you can decide this for you. And for us today, that would be this. Paul says not to imitate or copy the world's customs. And this is what that would mean, blaming others for your circumstances, blaming outside circumstances for where your life ended up making excuse after excuse after excuse for your stress for your fear for giving up this external locus of control many times we think that we're the victim but instead Paul says don't copy that behavior that's the behavior of the world the world likes to make excuses the world likes to think that they're a victim the world likes to blame where their life is on outside forces don't think that way let God transform your life by you changing the way that you think you change the way that you think let God transform you by changing your will no let God transform you by changing your temptations for you no by changing your storms for you no let God transform you by you changing the way that you think and so how do you think how have you bought into the lie that outside forces control your life fate luck uncontrollable storms, circumstances, other people's treatment of you. It's my parents' fault. It's my parents' divorce's fault. It's my boss's fault. It's my teacher's fault. It's the devil's fault. It's my temptation's fault. It's my family's fault. It's no one else's fault but mine. That's a victim mindset. That is not resilience at all. If this is you, then you have an external locus of control and you'll never develop the resilience you need in your life to bounce back from your major adversities and setbacks quicker and faster than you used to. Simply put, our life can transform once we change the way we think and understand this now remember this today our life can transform once we change the way that we think about this remember this where I end up in life is always decided by the control I have developed inside of me not the battles that I face on the outside of me let me say that again where I end up in this life and where you end up in this life is always decided by the control that you have developed inside of you, not the circumstances that are happening on the outside of you. And so in light of all that, let me give you three real-life applications today to take home with you. The first one is this. If you're still with me, Sam's so still with you. Speak truth to your lies, the scripture. Teach yourself. And teach the younger generation to wake up every single day and in the center of storms, remind yourself of this. In the center of pain, remind yourself of this. In the center of temptation, in the center of weakness, remind yourself of this. In the center of failure and in the center of setbacks, remind yourself of this. And this is the truth. Remind yourself of these four things every single day to build resilience, to take ownership over your life. And this is what they are. God loves you. God promises are true, the world is a liar, and my faith is victorious. God loves you, God's promises are true, the world is a liar, and my faith is victorious. Tell yourself that every single day over and over and over again. Remind yourself of the truth. The second thing is this, if you're still with me, Sam's still with you. Celebrate progress. Anytime someone sees... The smallest amount of progress to their hard work and effort, they try more and they work harder. Anytime you see some progress, whether it's big or small, celebrate it and keep on going forward. And the next is this. Give the next generation ownership and responsibility. Let them solve their problems. Let them solve their battles. Let them overcome their giants and their weaknesses. Guide them. Teach them. But let them take ownership over their own life. Two people get into a car. One person is the driver. The other person is the passenger. When the driver gets into that car, this is his mindset. I'm gonna decide where we end up. I know the destination. I know the speed. I have the controls. I'm behind the steering wheel. I know how fast we're going to go. I know how long the trip is. I know where the destination is. I know what roads we're going to take. This is the mindset of the driver. When the passenger gets in the car, the passenger doesn't have to think about anything, but I just have to sit here, let someone else drive, and I will end up in my destination. Now, you have to understand something, that in this life... If you ever want to have resilience to bounce back after your setbacks, then teach this generation and the next generation that as we go into the world, do not go into the world as passengers, but go into the world as drivers. You can decide where your life ends up. You can decide where your faith ends up. You can decide where your joy and where your future ends up. We all know the difference between a thermometer and a thermostat. A thermometer will tell you the temperature of a given area or a given room. And a thermometer changes with the temperature. If, if the temperature in a room is 75 degrees, the thermometer will move down to 75 degrees and read 75 degrees. If the temperature in that room becomes 68 degrees, then that thermometer is gonna change to read 68 degrees. But that's not what a thermostat does. A thermostat changes the temperature. If it's 75 degrees, in that room or area and you want to be 71 degrees, then you put that thermostat on 71 and that thermostat will change the temperature. Well, in this world, you have thermometers and you have thermostats. A thermometer type of person with a thermometer type of faith is someone that lets the world influence them. They don't change the world. They don't bounce back from their setbacks. They blame everything on outside forces and they let the world move them. A thermostat, on the other hand, is the type of person you're not going to let the the world change you. You're going to change your world. You're not going to make excuses. You're going to have resolve. You're not going to be a victim. You're going to have willpower. You're not going to lay down and give up. You're going to have some resilience and you're going to bounce back from your setbacks quicker and faster than you used to. This has been week one, part one of this series called Warrior. I hope it's helped you out. We cannot wait to see you back next week. We hope you have a wonderful week. Now stay tuned for an amazing time of worship with the amazing Water's Edge. Worship Team. We love you all.